0: back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, we got the full Monty back for you. We got a lot to get into, but not a lot of time to do it. So let's get right to it. Cowboys make the tough decision to uh, cut ties with Ezekiel Elliott. We'll get into it. Also, we'll talk about the big moves the Cowboys made yesterday, and are there more big moves on the horizon for the Cowboys in free agency? Also, we'll drop into the NFL news notes and nuggets, talk about winners and losers of NFL free agency, even though it technically just started. Uh, Aaron Rodgers continues the drama. He loves the drama. He's like TNT in the Jets. Jets, they are all in on Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about what decision uh, awaits him. All of that, we'll also get into uh, the NBA a little bit coming up next segment. Uh, Mavs and the Spurs facing off, we'll preview that. Uh, We'll come into the 4 o'clock, we'll talk about of course, the Madness of March. We'll talk about the Texas Longhorns. We'll get into and preview their first matchup in the NCAA tournament with Colgate. We'll also have a discussion about Rodney Terry. There is a report about the uh, status of Rodney Terry as it relates to those making the decisions behind the burnt orange curtain. Before we do that, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but it's out to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimpin' ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze.
1: Mike Hardball Hearts, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, my man? What it do, what it do? Your boy is back, and the gang is back together. Let me just tell you, I had a lot of fun, but, you know, there's a lot that I need to... Share with the people, and I'll do that in the (laughs) hard knocks life because I do not wish that kind of stuff on anyone. Mm -mm -mm. But he hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babus. I uh, appreciate the intro as always. Glad to have you back, man. I can't Woo. wait to hear the
0: uh, all the tales of your journey because <laughs> uh, it sounds like there was a lot going on. Planes, trains, and automobiles For type sure. stuff going For on sure. there. Uh, let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know he's underpaid. We also call him the idillionaire, the man Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick?
2: How how you doing, doing good, doing good, getting inching closer and closer to uh, to March Madness. Uh,
0: yes, the madness is upon us, gentlemen. So I've uh, been doing some, we've been doing some diving, um, rabbit holing about Colgate. Man, um, Patrick said he was actually going to go find some Colgate film to mm-hmm. watch, go actually watch some games. Gang, a lot to you. Hard to find them Colgate games, but he found <laughs> it because that's why he, he's why he's the the real MVP. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll preview that matchup coming up in the top of the four o'clock and the top of the six o'clock. And also, there's a report from a college basketball in. Sider, um talking about uh, the status of Rodney Terry uh, and as it relates to his status as the Mm, where he is as the candidacy in the candidacy to be the next head coach at the University of Texas uh, so we'll talk about that too um, and we'll get into NCAA tournament breakdown we'll just throw out random little nuggets have you finished your bracket, hearts? I know you got a lot going on
1: yes, I, like I the, did I one you, last
0: night I like how you got a lot going on, you found time to finish that damn bracket it was, so it, prioritized, was in, huh? it was in the process of going through things <laughs> and sitting.
1: I was like, let me go ahead and finish this because my boys was like, oh you still alive? And I'm like, yeah, barely, bro, barely.
0: I'm sure sure they were asking about uh, who you had in your final four. I've not yet finished my bracket. I like to wait. I'm a procrastinator. I wait to the last minute to get stuff done. Uh, But I've been uh, really, you know, stacking some notes and nuggets and stats and trends. So we'll talk about all that when we get into NCAA tournament discussion. Top of the four and top of the six o'clock. We're off early at 615 for Texas baseball. Got my man Harsh back to talk about Texas baseball. Um, So we'll throw that into the discussion a little bit later on as well. Uh, But let's start with your Cowboys, Harge, because uh, we'll get to the stuff they did yesterday um, because we we obviously talked a ton about that. I want to get your thoughts about it, of course. But before we do that, let's talk about the big news today. And you know what? I forgot the most important part of the show. Specs text on 512-337-3776. You are the listener or the heartbeat of this thing, the pulse of this thing. So hit us up with your thoughts, your concerns, your questions, comments, whatever they may be. Okay, so Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, give him props. He was the first one, I believe, to put it out there that the Cowboys were going to uh, officially move on from Zeke he reported that, man, I think it was earlier today. It may be been around like before noon sometime. Right, right. And he threw it out there. And Jane Slater said she tried to find sources to confirm it, but she couldn't find any sources to confirm it. But now it is a done deal. Uh, they, the Cowboys have decided to cut Zeke. They have designated him as a post-June 1st cut, which means they will save close to $11 million, $10.9 million in salary cap space, uh, got about... $5.8 million in dead money attached to that, too, which basically means they're paying money for a player that is not even on their roster. Uh, his contract will stay on the books until then, um, but he's free to sign with a team at any time. That'll be interesting to, t- to see what team is interested in Zeke because uh, the running back market right now is, in my opinion, it's it's oversaturated. There's right. a, a ton of talent right now in the running back pool. We're talking about the draft, free agency, or even via the trade market. Uh, but, Harge, I, I, I'll say this, though, because I, you know, I, I talked to a couple of Cowboys fans and even just gauging your mood walking in could just be because you had a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> could you be because you got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, but even, you know, with the Cowboys fans that I've spoken to about this, uh, about Zeke, you know, they, everybody knew this was coming or it should have been coming. As a matter of fact, lo, a lot of fans would have been upset if the Cowboys didn't cut Zeke. Right. or release Zeke. That would have been, I think, uh, this kind of the blowback for fans if they hadn't done this. Because there were talks that they were trying to keep Zeke. Yep. And they were going to try to keep beginning. him around. Yep. Yeah, and whether you're talking about the price tag or just a a wasted roster spot, not wasted necessarily, because. You, but my point is you can upgrade there and get someone better at that position than Zeke. Uh, that would have been a more of a comfort move for the Cowboys. But my point is there's nothing wrong with Cowboys fans being a little sad about Zeke being gone, even though you knew what's happening. It's like a relationship and everybody's been in this situation where you knew y'all were going to break up probably a month, maybe two months before it happened. And you're like, man, this thing is on its way mm-hmm. out. You know, you see the clues, you see the signs, you know what's happening. Same thing with Zeke. I think you know what's happening. But still, when it actually does, it's still a little sad about it. it uh, does. You still got to go through the process of acceptance and kind of gr- <laughs> grieving that relationship. Mm-hmm. You can do that. So, Cowboys fans, it's okay. My point is to be a little sad about Zeke it being a, a finality now that he is done. He is no longer a part of the organization because he's been a part of the fabric and the DNA of the Cowboys for for a while now. Yep. And so it's okay. It's okay to be sad about it. Okay. Even though you knew it was happening and it needed to happen it's okay to be a little sad for now.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. Uh, a lot sadder than I am happy about this. Um, I, Like you said, Rod, you sit here and you think about some of the times you've been in a situation, whether it's sports related, whether it's family related, all kinds of different situations. We all go through from day to day and you're just sitting there staring out knowing <laughs> that the end is near. Mm-hmm. And for me, I do get the business decision because of financially and financial situation. And we talked about this from the very beginning. Uh, He jumped the line. If he didn't jump the line, the market would have been a little bit different. It would have been probably more cap friendly. It wouldn't have been so much money that was given to him right away. So, you know, he still had four years, $52 million left on the contract that he signed. Well, we all know that the way that the market is, for the running back position, you're not worth that much money anymore. They don't run the ball like they used to. Yes, we have 1,000-yard rushers. I get that, but we it's rare unless you're the Tennessee Titans where you have a back go for 2,000 yards in a season. So with that being said, yeah, we understand his versatility wasn't what it was, but I, he does do – we're going to miss him because he did so much more than just run the football. He was a great – uh, blocking back. He was. He would pick up the blitz. He would open holes, and he was a great teammate by all accounts. But financially, there was no way that they could have made the adjustment, right? There was no way that they were going to sit there and say, how do we make this work and end up paying him even more on the back end of the deal as opposed to cutting him now and letting him go out there and see what it is. My biggest question, and I hadn't, because I've been going through a lot, I haven't went back <laughs> and looked. Are they able to sign him at a lesser price? Oh, like, well, I'm sure. Like,
0: you, I'm sure you could, but I mean, why would you? Yeah, why would you cut ties with them and then he, you just you could just restructure them?
1: Right, right. That, and, but again, that's my point. They couldn't restructure him because at the end of that contract, he would have still got more money. That's what they're doing with Dak. Dak's going right. to get more money. They, at the They could end. have
2: told him, "We're going to cut you, or you can take a pay cut." So they basically could have said, "You can take the money off of that contract or lose it all Yeah. So if you want to take two million or you want to take three million, we'll give you three million, but you're not getting the ten, no matter what.
1: Right, right. That's, that's, so they could
2: have done that originally. Yeah, I don't think. But they if they cut him, though. but if they cut no, him, he's, he's still not worth the walk- his he's, money. I think he, he's not wanted, worth the roster spot. Yeah, they yeah. they
0: they they know they can get a better player there. This this is actually. It, it is about the money, no doubt about it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, hell, most marriages break up over financial reasons. So <laughs> that it is about the money. Um, but the underly, underlying issue is Zeke is not the player that he once was, and you can just get a better player there for much cheaper. You yeah. can get a better player for much cheaper. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, it goes. So, so, so that's why we all knew it was happening because Zeke has is he has deteriorated his skills have deteriorated, and not against him personally. That's all. Most most running backs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's Most just the way facts. it breaks down. There are certain professions where I mean you're you're going to age in dog years. They're going to tell you you're old at the age of twenty eight or thirty. If you're that's a case for strippers. It's a case for rappers are like that too. Rappers can't. If you're an old rapper, you get pretty. You get old in a rapper at like thirty five. Yeah, you approaching for Like man, you're old. You're like man, what do you mean? I'm like I'm like 35, I'm like 35, 40. He's like, nah, man. Drake was talking about retirement recently. Like, yeah, yeah. I retire. It's like because he's approaching like mid 30s, I guess. <laughs> right? It's one of those like, yeah. you know, it's those professions like that. Running backs like that. Yeah, running, running back, back
1: is that position. You
0: you peak at 27. The the all time famous study, infamous study now about running backs and their age versus production um since and this was a study done a while ago and about running backs who um had at least 75 carries all right since 2001 overall career's peak at age 27 yeah after that their rushing totals drop by 15% by the time they get 28 their rushing totals drop by 25% by the time they get to be uh 29 and by 30 drops by 40% now Zeke wasn't even there Zeke I think is just 27 right now yeah but we can all see that Zeke started to hit that wall earlier because of the production and because of the the usage and the load that yeah. the Cowboys uh, threw on to Zeke. Zeke probably had more touches than any other back in the league in
1: his first, what, three, four years? That's the benefit. Definitely in that conversation. That's the benefit of... of- being able to catch passes, but it's also the detriment to you because you were that versatile. Warm out, and you, yeah, you were using him so much because he was a very valid, valuable part to the success that the Cowboys were having. Look, I, I get it. It's the profession that we live in, well, that they live in. You lived in it, so you, you understood that the move was coming. We all saw it from a mile away. It still does suck for him because now he is. He is going to be moving on somewhere else. And we were talking about this before the show even started. We were talking about you saw that they cut Emmett Smith, and he got he went to Arizona. You've seen O.J. Simpson go play for another team. You saw Tony Dorsett go play for another team at the end of their careers. So we knew it was going to happen. I know Jerry's probably in his office right now, sipping on that Johnny Walker, <laughs> thinking, Zeke, I tried, man, but Steven told me no. You know, I still (laughs) love you. So there's going to be some other things that happen. And hopefully, I mean, I know Zeke will probably end up somewhere, uh, obviously at a, a, what is it called, the um, veteran's price, where you just get the the minimal amount of money that you get. So he'll he'll play somewhere else, but it still will suck that he's no longer a Cowboy. But now, Tony Pollard, do they restructure his contract now because he's on the, he's on the franchise, franchise tag? So do they negotiate with him now and try to get him a three-year deal, four-year deal? I don't deal? think they do. They're just gonna let him play it out right there one they, more time. I think
0: they're gonna let him play it out because you got to see how he comes off the injury because yep. you just made that. I'm not gonna mistake. say a mistake. It was but with it Michael was. Gallup. You yep. you don't now right. There's a lot of uncertainty now because of how he came off the injury. Consider I'll just look at how deep the running back market is right oh, yeah. now. Yeah, you look at the draft itself. The draft. Not only do you have. Bijan and Jameer Gibbs at the top. Then you got guys like Kendra Miller, Tajay Spears, Devin A. Chain, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby. I mean, you got it's a really, Rojo is third or fourth round pick mm-hmm. potentially. You got a really deep running back draft. And now Adam Schefter is, is reporting Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. You pointed that out a couple of weeks ago. Derrick Henry wanted to trade. Yep. Uh, Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook all are trade. Uh, bait potentially, yep. If any team is willing to trade for them, and then you look at the free agent market. David Montgomery is now off the free agent market, uh, but then you got Miles Sanders. I'm not sure about it's Kareem Hunt. I'm not sure he's still out I there. I think he's still out there. He's still, still out, out there. there. Yeah, he uh, Rashad Penny's gone. He's with the Eagles. Um, but Jamal Williams, not sure if he's been picked up or not. Deontay Foreman's still out there. Yep. I mean, he can you can pick up Deontay Foreman for
2: pennies. Yeah, I think they're pennies. No, <laughs> I, I think that's the thing is when you look at it, there's a lot of guys who even if their average is about the same as Zeke's or anything like that. <sighs> when you get to a playoff game and Tony Pollard goes down and across the, across every football fan, we all go, oh, well, they don't have a running game anymore. That means you have to get rid of the other running back because if we all agreed that without Tony Pollard, the Cowboys had no running game, that meant Zeke had no running game left in him. And by that point in the season, he just didn't have anything left. They knew to load up in the middle. He wasn't going outside at all. And that becomes a point where you go. Look, we can't be in a playoff game, and if one running back goes down, our other running back is at a level that we don't think that he can do it anymore. So you just have to move on. I mean, I don't know if he'll play in the NFL again, just because this is that how this league is. That you'd rather have upside than somebody that's on the back end of their career at running back for the most part. But he, I mean, he's had a great career. He can still pass pro. Uh, the problem with that is you pass protection doesn't work as well as a running back if you can't have the threat of a run. And I, I think used in a sparing situation, he could end up in the NFL late in a season where they say, all right, we've given you rest, and some team goes through. I mean, there's normally a team that goes through four or five running backs in a season this now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Someone who does that and goes, hey, man, let's give Zeke a run because he's only going to play six games for us, and we think he can hold legs for six games. I think that's where he could end up next season.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't pick Zeke up. I mean, Just, <laughs> just considering I, where the value of the running back position is right now, and considering how deep, I just pointed out, the trade market is for running back, free agent market is for running back, and the draft is running back. Now, I'm not saying he won't get picked up. He will. I'm saying if I was a GM, I would not. No, I, I not draft the free would, agents. He wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't think about it a second at all. It would not cross my mind. Just from what I've seen and yeah. based on the knowledge of what we have and the analytics about where you are at running back, essentially, once you're at 27, 28, man, you're geriatric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a geriatric running back. You know what I, mean? I believe when you're a woman and you have like a, you're pregnant after 35, they call it like a geriatric pregnancy. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> you're, you're a woman, you gotta be, what the hell is that? That's, uh, right. that's unfair. <laughs> that's running back. <laughs> that's running back you're like man I'm 27 yeah man you're geriatric though. you <laughs> might as well be you know, go they, enjoy your G- life Jurassic dude. Monty they call him you might as well be that <laughs> when you're a running back at 27, 28 in the league that's you how know. they treat you so I, I, I'm i sure we'll get picked up and I'll say to me for the Cowboys it is cathartic that they go through this process of releasing Zeke he does and not, this is not against Zeke at all Zeke was a good player he was a, Zeke was a damn good running back yeah he was um but he does symbolize bad decisions by the cowboys. And what i mean by that is they drafted him top 5 at the at the time at the beginning of the the analytical kind of mentality that running backs backed up by analytical data that i just gave you. Like oh man, you know what? They're pretty much a four or five year Uh, window, maximizing a top-notch running back, and based on the best running backs in the league, you can find a very capable if not star running back at times in mid to late rounds. There was no need in terms of the draft being a value based business and a value based kind of uh, methodology. um, There's no reason to make that type of pick, but Jerry Jones falls in love with players. Right, he does. He he loves. He falls in love with players, and he fell in love with Zeke. And then even after Zeke had you know a, a great start to his career during that rookie contract, so at least you had him on the bonus. Like you pointed out, Harish, let him skip the line. You you let him, him skip, skip the line. The line. Yeah. Let him skip the line to get paid over your QB. <sighs> You let them skip. The, that's crazy. Even, and even after we all now, you, you had the – at the beginning of that, like that era I talked about where we started to figure out running back value-wise, not the best investment draft cap-wise, probably not the, inv- the best investment salary cap-wise. Now that is common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody practices that same type of philosophy and mentality about running back. And so, I, I you know what, I almost – forgive them for that 2016 miscalculation, but then to pay them again? That's why I say he almost symbolizes bad decisions by the Cowboys. Those are bad decisions. And you had Tony Pollard. Yeah. That was, yeah. It, that, was, you, you know, that whole point was to bring – and then, then we learned Tony Pollard was the future for them. It was just a bad he, – he represents for them bad decisions in that front office, miscalculations overall. Yeah, That's why I think it's cathartic. It's almost it, – A technique kind of an exorcism that they can get rid of Zeke at this time. They need to move on and get into the twenty first century style of thinking about roster construction. Like I said yesterday, they just started trading for trade make more trades. That was a great trade they made. All right to yep. get Stefan Gilmore. Oh, they don't trade enough. They're the most homegrown team in the NFL and they're great at it, but you need to explore other avenues There's of talent acquisition. There's definitely another way to do
1: so 100
0: Or you can free agency and they don't really use those. So I'm just saying those are just more modernized ideologies in the NFL that they need
1: to adopt. Yeah, and I and I I I thought Zeke was a great pickup. At the time. And and for him, to do what he did as a mm. Dallas Cowboy, where he was, how he been about his business, how he played, and how he was a punishing runner, mm. I thought that was just fine. To mm. your point, it was the second part of that where they messed up. They got what they needed out of Zeke on that first contract because it was still under a rookie deal. He was producing in the running game. He was producing in the passing game. And he was a better pass blocker. And I can't believe we keep going to this as somebody being able to do pass pro all the time as a running back, because his job is to score touchdowns and run the rock and in the clock. And I believe that it's exactly what he did during that time. The second contract was the biggest issue. You are 100% correct on that. I thought it was okay at first because of what his production was. It was when he jumped the line, when he went over there and you decided, oh, I'm about to make him the highest paid running back in the game. I don't care what's going on. He's my favorite. And I'm like, well, you do know that he was damn near arrested five times because of doing mm-hmm. silly things away from it. So is that where you want to invest your money in looking at it at the big scheme of things? No, that's where, to your point, that's where the Cowboys started to make that trend of bad decisions. they done it before mm-hmm. and they missed out on one because another bad decision was they didn't draft Randy Moss because they were trying to clean up their image. No. Do the right thing and then help Teach everybody as we move along. So I'm with you with that. But for him to be gone, and I know you touched on the Stefan Gilmore. I was texting y'all yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, I love it. Great move, great move, great contract, mm-hmm. and an even better deal for LVE. I, thought, I think they stole LVE to stay there. And that's a player that was just like, look, I don't need a lot of money to be here. I'm not going to try to break you. I just like being a part of this team. My family's here. This is – great for us, so I'm, I'm going to give you the deal because I know I'm one hit away with my neck from being done, so go ahead and let me get some money because I don't think on, even on the open market he would have demanded that much money either.
0: Yeah, and, and this is why I will ultimately, because yeah, I'm, I'm with you, the Zeke draft pick, I can't say, I can't judge them and, and, and say it was an indictment on the front office just because I think they drafted him for a different purpose. Because at the time, they don't know Romo is right. going to be, well, they know he's fragile, yeah. but they don't know that basically it's the end of his career. His that the next uh, injury is going to yeah. be the ne- end of his career, pretty much. They were drafting Zeke yep. because they thought this is the last piece we need, uh, one of the last pieces we need to put us over the top, yep. to make a Super Bowl run. It's the same reason we were all thinking, hey, this is why the Eagles. Or the Bills, he's a draft Bijan. Yep, Just draft that guy to put you over the top. That's who he will. And I think that was the thought process. Remember, Dak was drafted as a third string quarterback at the time. No, yep. in that same draft, exactly. Correct? In the same um, draft. That that's same why they were best friends. They ended up being best friends because yep. yeah, because they ended up starting together because of the Roman thing. So that's why yeah, it's actually now in retrospect. Um, it's much more forgivable, and I told it's much more understandable why they made that pick. It was made because they thought they were really close, and they were close. Yep. When they built that O line around Romo, and they had Witten still there, and they had a, a decent receiving core, they they really just needed a you know kind of a, a marquee piece at the running back position, a featured piece, and Zeke was that guy.
1: Let me ask you yeah. this: so now with all this being done, we knew it was coming. Cowboys knew it was coming. They've been working through this. At number twenty six, if they stay there, do they get a running back or do they go elsewhere? They need a running back. Yeah, not I don't know if early, but early to
0: mid round to middle rounds. I expect them to drop the running back early to middle. Okay. So what's that? Well, I'm
1: saying do you, before the fourth. Do round, you think
0: they take fourth. them in the twenty six pick though? They if if it's the right one, if it's yeah. Bijan, yeah, yeah, Hell of yeah. course,
1: yeah. But Next.
0: if it's Jameer Gibbs, I don't know. Yeah, because I think he's the second highest.
1: Ranked running he back is for the second one, and then I of like course, him. Yeah, but I don't know if I like yeah. him. Yeah,
2: Jameer Damn. Gibbs, that might be the one that you trade back for the first pick on on day two, and try and get that first pick, and you go, we'll get him, but we're not giving that guaranteed contract, we're not giving first round money. So that first pick, the last couple years has been a a, a lot of guys have trade up for early in the second round to get a running back just to get him on the right deal. Yep. So mm-hmm. that may be a place if you are twenty six, you go, we'll just trade back a few picks, get another pick later in the draft. And try and go get him early in the second round.
0: Or just trade up to go get Bijan.
2: Or trade up to get Bijan.
0: You trade down for Jameer Gibbs or you trade up to go yeah, get Bijan. I think either one of those or Who's you can it? you can take
2: whoever oh, there's another guy whatever, at twenty six yeah. and there will be another running back for you in the second round if you want to reach on on somebody there, or you can there'll be a running back in the third round. It's a deep running back draft.
0: Yeah, the guaranteed money from first to second round cuts in half.
2: Right. Uh
0: so that's why guys like Bill Belichick, they prefer second round picks. More oft- oftentimes, you know, teams only have maybe 24 to 30 first-round grades. If there are an excessive amount of first-round grades for teams, you'll start hearing about, oh, man, this is a really deep draft. There are 40 players with first-round grades. That's usually never the case. Usually there are fewer first-round grades than there are picks. Really smart uh, coaches like Bill Belichick who understand the drafts all about value, they trade down in the second round because also in addition to there only being, say, 28 are twenty four to 28 1st round graded players out of the thirty two picks or whatever they're going to have in the first round? Keep in mind, there are some coaches who just make mistakes; they screw it up. Yep. They got yep, guys yep. graded who are second, third round guys who are graded as first round grass. They just they don't know what the hell they're doing, and that you know. So you have also the human error to throw in there too. You throw that in there. Second round is actually where you get the probably the, the best. best second, third rounds, yep. best value in the draft. Not only because the guaranteed money cuts in half, but because of the mistakes that that uh, teams make in the first round, and they prioritize certain positions. We need premium positions. We're only drafting quarterbacks, DNs, Huffins and tackles <laughs> in the first <laughs> round. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get the best damn center in the damn draft in the second yep. round. You know what I mean? You get those types of deals in the second round. So that's where, you know, I can see where the Cowboys doing with Patrick said, trading down in the second round, just finding better value, getting more picks, and getting their running back Love it. of the future. Uh, all right, so a lot of NFL talk there. You, What are your thoughts about the Donovan Wilson deal, just really quickly? You talked oh, you about know, Stephon I was
1: big on that. I was so glad to see uh, another great piece of negotiating by the Cowboys and Donovan Wilson because it's like anything else, Rod. You know this too. If you find a home and you're happy where you're at, You don't have to be the highest paid anything. You just got to be able to get on the field, continue to make plays, and continue to make money. Yes, everybody don't need $100 million. I mean, it's great to have it, but a lot of people have a simple life, and if you can get that good money and still live comfortably and be good at what you do, sometimes that's the best thing because you could go somewhere else, get all the money you want, and be terrible. At least they believe that they got their core back together. and 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 another Uh, tip of the cap to uh, Dan Quinn because those guys like playing for Dan Quinn. So – Tip of the cat to him, too. Yeah.
0: It was definitely Dan Quinn focused uh, <laughs> exactly. offseason because they got LVE back as well. He ain't done. Uh, yeah. I ho- hopefully, they're <laughs> done. The offense needs a little attention. Oh, yeah. Because the defense right now, uh, right, looks like it could potentially be even better than it's been the last two years. And in the last two years, it's been one of the best in the NFL. No doubt. When we come back. Mavs versus Spurs. Uh, then we'll also talk about Jason Kidd's message to Mavs fans, <laughs> whatever that was. And we'll also talk a little NBA. Love All it. that and more right here on Baltimore Line. Wonderful, on the horn. Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is time for a Midweek Movie Music. The Midweek Movie Music Edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick takes songs from a particular soundtrack, plays those selections for us on Midweek Movie Music. And based on that song, we gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of Midweek Movie Music. Hey, a little little Al Green here, huh?
2: Hey. Yep.
0: Okay. But hard, you said you know. Pulp Fiction.
2: Nope. Dang
1: it. That's good though, cause that was a great
0: scene yeah, in Pulp Fiction. That is. Yeah. That's yeah, good. To, that
1: was really That's good. That's why I said I should probably wait for the second song, but I was going with Pulp Fiction. That was really good. Uh, no, I Because all I, I see is Marcellus Wallace. No, talking. that
0: was damn good, man. Yeah. I like that. I like that uh that guess. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So uh, we'll continue midweek. So you got with, nothing? I got nothing actually. Yeah. I gotta wait for the second one. Yeah. Cause every time I think I got something just for, I, you know, from the first yeah. selection, I'm way off the second one. It either confirms or sometimes it just (laughs) totally throws you off. But sometimes it confirms a lot of your suspicions. Yep. right. Or whatever your speculation may be about the first selection. So I'm going to wait for the second one, and then maybe I'll give you – Suggestion as to what the featured film is for midweek movie music. All right, let's get to some NBA discussion. We got to start working our way to NBA. We're going to get to March Madness talk uh, coming up top of the four o'clock. We'll start previewing Texas uh, versus Colgate. We'll get into that, but also we'll start talking about the um, uh, tournament previewing uh, bracket a little bit. I'm talking about the Cinderella story, that gold digging skank. We'll get into (laughs) all of that and and more coming up top of the four o'clock. All right, first let's get into the uh, NBA NBA a little bit the 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 Mavs right now are intriguing for a lot of the wrong reasons and they actually got a face off against the San Antonio Spurs tonight and they're not sure if Kyrie Irving's gonna play. Remember, Luca's out. Yep, because Luca's dealing with the thigh injury, a quad injury, I believe it is. Uh, but now Kyrie has been out lately and they recently they they've lost three in a row and they've lost I believe nine of the last twelve. Yep. So they are struggling right now, and all right. I'll give you some credit too. You didn't like this this experiment. <laughs> you did not like it from the very beginning. you were, you were not a fan of this experiment. <laughs> no. But I don't know if it's not. I don't know right now if the experiment has failed because of the reasons that you thought, but you just didn't like it. And I'll give you credit. It ain't working. Uh, Patrick's big criticism was of more about Jason Kidd, and I'll admit, Jason Kidd seems. Man, he seems distant. It's he weird. He seems like
1: he's ready to get fired.
0: It's true. I don't know what – remember we talked about this when he had the comment mm-hmm. where we weren't sure if he was being sarcastic <laughs> right. or if he was right. you know, playing it straight. Like, we just weren't sure listening. So, after their last loss to, to Memphis, I believe they had two games against Memphis. They lost on Monday to Memphis, their third loss in a row. And, yes, no Luka, no Kyrie in that matchup, too. And so, there was uh, a post-game – you know, comment a question I should say from uh, for Jason Kidd about the playoff like prospects, right? Well, are they going to be a team that can you know you know make it to the playoffs? Right now, they are below five hundred for the first time since December nineteenth, and they're headed in the wrong direction. Uh, do we have this uh, audio, Patrick? Here it is. Here's Jason Kidd uh, in the post game after the Mavs' last loss. Uh,
2: once the season's over, no, well, just the regular season. What, 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 well, that that's true, too. Then there has to be concern. You know, just understand, our health, uh, this is what we have. This is the cards we're dealt, just like anybody in this league. we got to play with the cards that we had tonight. And we played uh, a good half of basketball uh, with a young backcourt that's learning how to play the NBA game. Um, And then just to put that in perspective against a very good defensive team. uh, And so just understand, we're getting better. It's just a matter of can we be healthy in time to make a stretch run. And if we're not, that's just the season. No one's dying.
0: (laughs) It's really funny, though. I mean, he's right. All right, let's be honest, he's right. But that's not what Mass fans want to hear. No, (laughs) not at all. Hey, Cowboys fans, calm down. Yeah. Ain't nobody dying around here, all right? Everybody's rich, fat, and happy. So calm down, y'all. Won twelve games. Yeah, there <laughs> we go.
1: That's not. That's basically been. what he said. He's no, it like, <laughs> it's just a regular season. Exactly. I'm not talking about the playoffs. If va- we ain't I there, va-
0: I vacation. I vacation in the Caribbean, I mean, I'm fine.
1: I live really well, regardless <laughs> great of what's happening. My wife is
0: really hot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I live a
2: great life. Oh, you guys living a great life because yeah. I have this. Hey, man, here's the best part. If you get fired, do they stuff to pay you? Right. <laughs> they still got to pay me. Exactly. Then, I mean, that. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's pulling the Costanza or not. I don't he's know definitely
1: he's, pulling. Like close to, to a Costanza. Fired. I
0: don't know what's going on here, man. But he's being very flippant. What's uh, that?
1: He's quietly what? What is he? Quiet it? quitting. He's quiet quitting <laughs> right now. That's exactly what he's doing. But he probably too was like me. He was like, "Why are we going to get Kyrie? That is not what we need. Our our mistake is not our backcourt." Our mistake is our front court. We need some help in the middle, and we have Luka. The problem with Luka is when he gets into the paint, we don't have anybody in there to help him, not the guard play. It was everything else that's involved with it. So maybe that's where it is. He was like, guys, what am I going – this dude has gone through every team in the league and has not been a great teammate to other people. He but, plays but, my position, too. So I got a different mentality when it comes to how a point guard should play. But Kyrie's not the problem, though, right now. He ain't even playing. That's true. <laughs> he ain't even <laughs> playing. He's, he's not been toxic or anything. It's no, just that the, yeah. health, the
0: health really has been the no, biggest truth. Isn't? And you're right. Your point about the front court, them not having a true big, that's also a big issue with them. And, yeah, I mean— I, I don't know. To me, I'm not going to blame, uh, you know, Mark Cuban and the Mass front office for making this move. I think they were just trying to, you know, really trying to placate to to Luca to yeah. to, to, to let him know, hey, man, we are genuinely giving our our all and we want to let him know that b- based on this gesture we're doing everything we can to surround you with talent so that you can go past the Western Conference finals and get to a, a a championship. Yeah. So I I don't I don't really I'm not judging them for the move. I thought they I thought it could have been a good move that worked. It's not working though. Not
2: no, at all but all. I mean not working. Th- 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 yeah, there, there's part of it not working. The other part is that Jason Kidd should have been fired 2 weeks ago probably at this point. Because I feel like he didn't like the Christian Wood signing. He didn't want him to get Christian Wood. That was a good one, I thought. So this is the but problem. He was hurt Jason too. Kidd wants mm. Jason Kidd wants everyone to play 110% of defense. And a lot of these guys don't want to play 110% of defense. And Jason Kidd has apparently stopped trying to make any of them play 110% on defense. The problem is, with Luke on offense, you can't have big men sitting in the paint. You can't have guys yeah, that exactly. can't shoot threes. And in the NBA, if you can block shots and shoot threes, you are extremely valuable. So the Mavs can't get that guy. That guy's not available. If anybody has them, they ain't trading them. So that guy's not available. So you go, hey, man, we screwed up not uh, re-signing Suggs last year. We need to go out and get another guy. So we'll go Kyrie and try and get Luke a little help because we know he's going to get hurt or get worn out by the end of the season. We need another scorer. That's the guy who's available. We can go get him. That's not the problem. The problem is – Instead of adjusting, this is what, not bad coaches, mediocre coaches do, which is, well, I didn't get my players, so I don't care anymore. I can't win with those players. You're like, we can't win with a different group? Mm-hmm. Then you shouldn't be a head coach anymore. You should be a coordinator. You should be an assistant. Quiet, and you quitting. Should, but that's the that's thing. Well is, though. and But this is Josh McDaniels in, in, in Oakland yeah. or in Las Vegas has this same thing. Well, you know, Derek Carter's want to sit in the – ah, no one could win with this guy. Well, guys did win with him. You just can't win with him because you have one way of coaching. Jason Kidd wants to coach a straight-up, everybody plays this style of defense, and on offense, what I want you to do is go down and get, and we're going to pass around. But the problem is, Jason Kidd's offense, he wants to have two bigs in the middle, and he wants – but then Luka can't go in the paint, which is what he does all the time. So when you take that away, then he's just a three-point shooter, and he's not the best three-point shooter in the league. So it makes your offense slow down. It's a thing. The team is not constructed in a way because, yeah, everyone would love to have Dorian Finney-Smith, a center that can spread the court, and then Luka Doncic, a true point guard who can score some, but basically he just hits threes, and then maybe another, another guy you can put in there that's a hustle guy. Everybody would love that. Yeah, but th- 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 those players don't exist enough, so you have to make work with what you have. He does not seem to have any interest in changing up any way of his coaching style to get this team to mer- to mesh better. The fact that they're not doing workouts, the fact that they're not spending nights and everything else, and I get Kyrie says it's a big toe problem, so that's why he can't go. <laughs> but and Luca, I, Luca should have. Yeah, I mean, when you have you play in the offseason, season, this is what happens. You, yeah. Your body just breaks down. All of those and he things he was in
1: better shape during the offseason than he is right now. Yeah, because he was, he was cut up then.
2: Well, no, and the, it's the rigors of the, the season yeah. is you're not you're not eating right anymore because yeah. when you're at your place and you have your nutritionist and everything else, you're eating all the right foods and you're exercising a regimented amount of times. He's on a plane or at a hotel room or not like he doesn't have the facilities to do that anymore.
1: Man, I, what? He well, should be able to do that. He is not, not cut up.
2: No no NBA player looks that cut up this far in the season. LeBron
1: does. LeBron
2: LeBron has his own team. That's what I'm saying. That's what he should be doing. But that's the thing is LeBron has a mansion in – like, LeBron's investing enough money, none of these other players are going to invest that money. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's what I'm
1: saying. But Luca, for him, that should be his goal if he wants to be that type of player. If you have enough energy to go and play for your country that much, and then you're getting paid X amount of dollars to be here for the United States team in Dallas, then you should be taking care of your body 24-7. No, And, and I'll also give that. you this.
2: LeBron is a physical freak that Luca is not. Luka's a freak in other ways, yeah. but he's not a physical freak. Yeah, Luca's natural body is about what he's at right now.
1: Yeah, when he's I cut, it's because
2: there. LeBron James is cut naturally. He's
0: he's a physical freak and he invests
2: like a million dollars yeah, in his body it. and wellness and all that stuff too. But, so, yeah, my problem yeah. isn't with Luca. It's not with Kyrie right now. I, I Christian Wood, you wish could play a little bit f- more physical, but the fact that you're not pushing this team and trying to inspire them. Like, does this seem like a coach who's inspiring anybody? No, no he's, no, he's put agree. off. That's he's lot. put so, off. No, that's I the no. It seems like he's, he's
0: kind of checked out. They're going to play the uh, the Spurs, Which, actually, by the way, last 10 games, at, at Mavs 3-7,
2: and seven, Spurs 4-6. and six. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Spurs. That's, well, you know, I'm that's happy the Spurs. coaching. I'm glad
0: like, the Spurs are winning. So does that pay, takes them out four of the six. that's i uh, bad coaching for the Mavs. But, no, of, no it is. Listen, I agree with Patrick's point about the coaching thing. I don't know what's going on with Jason Kidd, but he doesn't seem like he's adapted his scheme he was not uh, very happy. much uh, but the Mavs do play at I believe at San Antonio coming up tonight Rockets play the Lakers no LeBron James even though LeBron James is uh, back shooting around at practice mm-hmm. uh, reportedly but he is not going to be back for their matchup uh, and for the Spurs
2: tonight Rockets. your injury list Uh Bassey hurt himself last night he's probably done for the rest of the season for the Spurs Zach Collins is out Sohan is out and Devin Vassell is out as well so a lot of guys out for the Spurs as well. And most of their front court.
0: Well, it's because they're trying to get back on track with they're the, t- a, in the they're tankathon. Like,
2: they're like a game and a half out of screwing this tank up. That's what I'm
0: saying. They're they're right now winning. This go ahead. But the, the Rockets just beat the Celtics, which I don't know why the hell that
2: happened. I the one you're worried about. I'm I'm more worried about the Hornets right now. Yeah. Because the bottom three and the Hornets are four and they lost a the mellow ball and they seem to be full on the tankathon, and the Spurs are starting yep. to pick it up. I don't, it's t- Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and we know
0: if any city can screw up a tankathon, it's H Town. <laughs> They've done it before. All right, we come back. We got the flex on the other side right here on Baldon Line, Wonderful Not the Horn.
1: Right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The
0: Horn It is the midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie It's my man Patrick Plays Songs from the Soundtrack And based on those selections, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints That lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music Alright Harge, you you had a quick guess Very confident, but inaccurate <laughs> guest um, for the first uh, selection, what you got after this one? And I, I gotta tell you, this, this is why I wait for the second because now I know I'm not even close I, at I'm all. I'm not in the
1: same... I'm, I'm not,
0: not. No. I got no shot right now. I got nothing. Yeah, I'm nothing. sitting here
1: trying to figure that out right now. No, it, no, nope. nah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, I got nothing. say I'll holler at y'all. I got nothing. Yeah. So, alright, well
0: wait. Usually Patrick takes it really easy on us and he takes pity on us at the top of the four and we get it very... Uh, It's not a softball, but it's an easier clue. So I'm hoping that's the case. If not, then He's going to have to just tell us <laughs> essentially what it is uh, so we don't – because we off early at 6.15. I don't know how – That's we, right. He ain't got that many opportunities. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, get to uh, the flex here. Go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms. Uh, they also have uh, shout-outs for some of the all-district selections up there, mm-hmm. uh, flxatx.com. You can go check that out. Uh, and there's also updates uh, on some of your, uh, your hoops. Uh, I believe those are the all-district selections for hoops, I should say, um, in Central Texas. You can go check that out at flxatx.com. Also, flxatx on all of your social media platforms Uh, today. Um, we don't have the Flex, usually on
2: Wednesdays. No, but they recorded a podcast that is available up on the Horn FM podcast page. You can go to the Flex tab there, and they, I believe, recorded one last night that'll be up here today or tomorrow. Yeah, because it's all, right, all about
1: podcasting right now because of Texas baseball being yes. on every night makes it a little tough for everybody to get their fix. So, yes, usually and, it's, yeah. it's on
0: Wednesdays yep. after we're done. You'd get your flex fixed. but thanks to my man Patrick, the real MVP. Uh, you should be expecting a podcast flex um, because we're trying to make sure that we uh, – keep up with the Texas baseball schedule, which is no becoming, uh, at this point, man, it's er, a dang. rigorous one. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. All right, we come back. We'll talk Texas basketball, actually. We'll talk about their upcoming matchup in the first round of the tournament, the madness of March versus Colgate. We'll also get into a Rodney Terry status um, with the candidacy for being the next head coach at Texas and the NCAA tournament preview. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 149 the Horn.